0: crazy thought here. What if when this team packs up its big trucks outside the clubhouse in Bradenton and heads north, it actually took with it the best available players in the organization? I know, right? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into Football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Club was off yesterday. Club will be in St. Louis tonight for a weekend set against the Cardinals. And actually, all of the remaining games are against the Cardinals, including a closing set next week at PNC Park. So, yay. (laughs) Want to talk about something else? Yeah, I do too. Let's already look ahead to next spring training. And let's envision that, let's just pick a couple of guys. Let's just say Andy Rodriguez, who's been the biggest by a mile, by an unfortunate mile, pleasant surprise in the minors this year. And let's take Luis Ortiz, who's with the team now, but you know and I know. He's not going to make the team out of spring training next year because that's just not how they do business, emphasizing the word business for anyone who doesn't know how this stuff works. If you hold a player out of his rookie season for a couple months and change, you keep them from attaining a certain special arbitration status that allows them to get paid more earlier in their career in the third year of of their big league career, to be specific. It's a money-saving move. And in the Pirates case, it's a money-saving move amid nothing but money-saving happening all around them. If you're saving the money for the purposes of competitive baseball at some point, what exactly is that point? And might it be, you know... Now, as in 2023, this is the question that I want to ask just as it relates to these two terrific young players. Now, I can't know in Rodriguez's case that he's ready for the majors. I just can't. You you can't predict stuff when it comes to kids who haven't been in the majors. But I do know that in 125 games... This past season, spanning Greensboro, Altoona, and Indianapolis, all Andy did was hit a combined 323 with 25 homers, 95 RBIs, 39 doubles, and a 997 OPS, and he struck out less than 20% of the time. And all of these figures held all the way through, including Indianapolis right now, where he was utterly dominant at the plate. He also was very good behind the plate. An American League scout told me on the recent trip to Milwaukee that Rodriguez jumped out at him, not only because of the bat, which everyone can see, but the way he embraced whatever position he was told to play, and he was bumped around a bit. But once he went behind the plate, this is according to the scout, He really seemed to solidify at the plate. He knew he had a home. He could see himself making it to Pittsburgh, blah, blah, blah. And everything just, I can't say it took off because it took off way back in March. He just kept performing at every level. This kid probably should be in Pittsburgh. Ortiz definitely should be in Pittsburgh. But they won't be. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I'll acknowledge a little bit of bias here. I will. I've I've dealt with both of them, with Rodriguez and Ortiz, and and they're both, they're they're very, very different. Okay, I don't mean to lump them together uh, personality-wise. Ortiz, I can summarize, and safely, as being just an intense Competitor, And you can see that even in the way he carries himself off the field. Andy, I'm not going to do him justice. Instead, I'm going to play for you this 45-second clip of an extensive interview that I did with him in Bradenton this past March, where I saw that he had these beautiful, shiny, uh, hand-monogrammed bats. And I asked him to describe for me these Beautiful, beautiful bats. These are Andy Rodriguez's new bats. Look at these things; they're beautiful, man. <laughs> what are you say? What are you saying? Look Bye, bye, It's too sh- much Homer. It's shiny <laughs> yeah. Look at that. You say too much Homer. Too much Homer. That's yeah. actually very good. Yeah. Here. Andy Rodriguez, yeah. what kind of season are you this looking, looking new- forward to? Huh? What? Huh? How's What's your it? season? How's your yeah. season yeah. going to yeah. go this <laughs> year? <laughs> 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 I hope good. Huh? I hope good. Well, I hope you have a be, be good this year. Well, everybody's hopes this year are very yeah. high for you. I hope more than the, the other person. Huh? I, I hope more than the other person. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to play in Paris. Yeah, in yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. This year, maybe this year. But okay. It's going to be hard this year. Yeah. No, no hard. No? Never. Too much Homer, the young man said, if it wasn't real clear in the audio. He looked at his bats and he said, Too much homer. This is fantastic. This kid oozes confidence. Did you hear what he said at the end when I kind of downplayed that he could be playing in Pittsburgh? He said, not too hard. Never too hard. For you to want to delay for financial reasons this young man's arrival in Pittsburgh... For even, these aren't even good financial reasons. This is minimal stuff. All you need to do to keep him for an additional year out of free agency is to keep him down for one day. Okay? That's easy. But that's not what this arbitration thing is. It's two and a half months. And they're going to commit to this for both Rodriguez and Ortiz. Why? Because they can keep kicking the can right on down the road because there's no accountability from the very top to any other level of this organization. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Goose who asks, DK, you in the past have mentioned Former Braves GM John Sherholes and his line about how the most important talent that you have to evaluate is your own. How would you assess Ben Charrington's performance in this regard? Do you think he really has a plan on how he evaluates player performance in the system? I found his process this year to be confounding to say the least, Ji-Huan being a prime example. You know, Goose, I'm not sure that he or anyone else misjudged Bay's talent. It's it's a pretty surface talent. He's a consistent, productive hitter, and he's got the speed and the the wherewithal to steal bases, and he's got some flexibility in the field. One would think that in a year where he's doing that very consistently, and I mean very consistently, at the AAA level, he would have gotten a chance earlier. One would doubly think that with Bay being eligible for the Rule 5 draft this winter, they would have wanted to see a lot more of him than just a couple of weeks of mop up in September. But they didn't. Does that mean that they misjudged his talent or whatever? I, I don't know. The reason that this question's hard to answer, it's going to sound like I'm ducking it on you, and I, I would hope that you know me better <laughs> to think that, but one never knows. There's He hasn't made the moves yet that would involve these types of judgment mistakes. And what I mean by that, of course, is once you reach the point where you are trading younger players or even prospects. The Pirates haven't done that yet. Really, think about it. In the three years that Charrington's been here, when you start making those mistakes is when you start... right, I mean I can cite the lowest hanging fruit here of sending Tyler Glass now, Shane Boz, and Austin Meadows to the rays for Chris Archer, but there are a lot of examples with the previous administration. I, I think the the ugliest of them by a mile actually wasn't even that one. I I still think it was Jose Bautista for a third string catcher that they'd cut four months later. And Robbins and Diaz. Uh, that, wow, that's misjudging a guy right under your own eyeballs. And you know how you know that? Because Jose was still on the team whenever Andy LaRoche came along. And Jose, and I remember Jose told me this, he saw Andy coming and he said, that's it. They don't want me here. They don't believe in me. And he was completely right. They had no faith in him. They didn't think he was going to amount to anything. And then Years later, a certain member of the front office who was mad at me for criticizing them over this trade, imagine that, right, said, did you really think that if we knew we had Babe Ruth that we would have traded him? And I'm thinking, no, but shouldn't you have known that he was at least capable of dropping 50 bombs at some point or other in his career? Did you not see that? Did you not notice that Andy LaRoche was playing at high altitude and was never really a power hitter? He had warning track power at best through the majors, but he was playing at altitude, so all those balls sailed over the fence, and people told you this at the time, and it was written about in Baseball America, but nah. You see, I could do this all day with the previous administration, but I can't do it with this one, Goose. I just can't. They haven't made these types of moves. You might see that at some point sooner than most would expect because let's just say, for example, the second base position has right now, I mean, you have to give Rodolfo Castro a look there. I don't know that you have to anoint him starter going in the next season, but he's got to be the default guy. You've also got Nick Gonzalez still coming, a first-round pick. Who shouldn't be that far away, but he's been set back by injuries this year. And don't forget the guys that you have, you know, currently hanging around. Diego Castillo has played some second base. Hoy Park still exists. If more than one of them looks like they can really, really hit, and you can't bump them somewhere else on the diamond, then it's tough to do that with a second baseman. That's when you maybe start looking at your first trade of a young player or a prospect. And that's when the judgment really begins to apply. Terrific question. I appreciate that, Goose. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll be back with another one of these on Monday.